Welcome to Build Relationships, Break Poverty, a podcast hosted by Children's Hope Jest. This podcast challenges the Western perception of international poverty by elevating the voices of local leaders each month. It's our desire to share stories from people around the globe who work tirelessly to see vulnerable communities transformed. We believe that building two-way relationships will break the cycle of poverty. My name is Will Crooks. As part of the advancement team for over 10 years, I have the privilege to find and build relationships with churches and businesses. Today, we are excited to have Pastor Steve Dewar on the show and personal friend. He's here to tell us more about his experience as a Hope Chess partner. Welcome, Steve. Good to have you on the show. Thank you, Will, and thanks for uh, not applauding. Well, it, we do have an applause track that uh, yeah, that we will fail in. Yeah, mm-hmm. if yeah. you could fill that in, that'd be great. Yep, yep. Well, it's great being here with you. Well, there are uh, four teams left as we do this. Um, so let's see how prophetic you are, because when we release this podcast, we will have a Super Bowl champion already. The four teams are the 49ers, the Rams, the Bengals, and the Chiefs. Who will be in the Super Bowl and who will win? I want it to be, I'm going to, I'm just going to say the Rams all the way. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. And the closest thing that I will have as a Super Bowl uh, winner as a Detroit Lions fan is to see Matthew Stafford yes. uh, win the Super Bowl as a Ram. That's as close as I will ever get as a Detroit yeah. Lions fan to win the Super Bowl. So that's, that's, right. what, that's what I'd like to see happen. As a Lions fan, you learn a character, a very important character trait of resilience. And yes. uh, we'll talk a little bit about resilience when it comes okay. to coming alongside and breaking the cycle of poverty. It's a, it's a long-term type of deal, isn't it? Kind of like, uh, it is kind of, yeah. It's I like the how you can spiritualize that you take, you take something like the Detroit lions, this, this really hopeless thing mm-hmm. and you put it right there on the hope chest. That's right. That's what we do. And, uh, that. so yeah, Matthew Stafford played many, many years, uh, with the lions and is with the Rams. So I like that as a lions fan, you almost have to have a second team to root for. You do. At this time of year, you always do. So I'm going to go for the Rams this year. It's good. It's good. Well, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, the church where you're a pastor at, what your role uh, is at the church, and maybe how, how you got there. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, like uh, my name is Steve Durr. My wife, Vicki, and I have four kids. Uh, we planted the church that we're in right now. Uh, back in 2003, did not expect necessarily to be here that entire time, thought, hey, we're going to plant a church, be there, get that going, and then maybe plant another church, plant another church, that whole thing, but really felt called to be missionaries first uh, and felt like we we're called to be missionaries and raise up missionaries uh, right here in our local area uh, in Grand Haven, Michigan, uh, west west coast of Michigan, right on Lake Michigan. So, um, so we started Watermark, our church, um, and right from the get-go, we wanted our faith family, our church family, to see themselves as missionaries, and a key part of that was for the folks to have experiences and ministry expressions where they could connect uh, locally as missionaries, but also globally 
and experienced that. So we've been involved in a lot of different mission experiences globally and had a lot of different partnerships along the way. Um, and so we've been involved in New Zealand, uh, South Africa, um, Haiti, um, and uh, uh, Bosnia. So we've had different kind of places that we've been connected with, and we never really wanted to have um, uh, kind of a, a real kind of scattershot approach. We wanted to have really deep partnerships in places. And so that would lead, it, lead us to having a time of relationship with a place. And then sometimes those would last and sometimes those would just be there for a season. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so, yeah, so that's a little bit about um, us. We're, you know, just a, a I'm the lead pastor. Uh, and so I'm the founding pastor, I guess you'd say. I say lead pastor. I never called myself a senior pastor when we started <laughs> our church because I couldn't grow facial hair when we started. It was like <laughs> early 30s. And now, as you can see, I have a beard with a gray strip right on the bottom of my uh, chin. So I, yep, I guess yep, I looks great. Technically could be, but I'm wearing the backward cap. So I, you know, kid at heart. So I just call myself a lead pastor. So, yeah. Oh, that works. That works. Hey, define missionary. You know, that can be a yeah. loaded term and people can have, what do you mean as a lead pastor and you call uh, or invite your people into being missionaries, whether it's local or global? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I, we, we kind of have a little saying or mantra around our church family where we say, you know, we don't have members, we have missionaries. Um, we believe that every person is, that is a follower of Jesus is called to be a missionary, that we're all called on God's mission, um, and God's mission has a church, has um, God's people, and we're all called onto God's mission. So a missionary, we're, it just means we're sent ones, and each and every one of us in every nook and cranny of our lives are sent to join God in what he's already doing. We don't drag God along with us. It's not like we have to put on a special uh, mission t-shirt um, and grab uh, a suitcase full of the Holy Spirit and drag God along to us to our workplace. God is already there at work in our workplace, and we want to join God and other people in um, seeing, playing I spy, what, what's God already doing in our in those places and joining him and what he's doing and uh, seeking to help people come to know, love, and follow Jesus. And uh, instead of it being kind of a thing where, hey, we go we do the church thing and we bring all the ministry stuff and support the pastor to go do all the church stuff. Uh, our goal as the staff team and, and as leaders is to equip God's people to be missionaries, to go do the stuff all together with all of us. So that's kind of more of the, the viewpoint. I like it. Well, let's talk specifically about your partnership with uh, with Hope Chest, and you all yeah. are partnered in in Ethiopia. Why did it make sense for Watermark? You've given a little bit of vision of what you guys are uh, are all about there in the beautiful uh, area of the country there in Grand Haven, right on the lake. Um, why why did it make sense to to partner with uh, with Hope Chest? Yeah, Hope Chest. Um, you know, we we were looking for a new partnership. We felt like it was time to participate in a new partnership. Um, I, I've been passionate for Ethiopia for a long time. Uh, we adopted uh, a daughter from Ethiopia back in 2009 when she was five. Um, we had um, some people in our church who have had some connections to Ethiopia. 
I didn't feel like I could myself um, say, hey, here's my personal passion as the pastor. Now, everybody in the church, get on board with what I want. <laughs> um, that's, I, I felt like I needed a weight on the spirit and, and, uh, and God's people to have that kind of bubble up. And we had some people in our church who started talking to me about, hey, have we ever thought about doing something in Ethiopia? We had been kind of thinking and praying about what to do next. And so that kind of came forward. So then the question is, what do we do in Ethiopia? And we had one partnership and connection in Ethiopia through a relationship, but, but we needed something that we as a whole church could be involved in um, and not kind of a just personal connection like I already had. And so in the midst of that, we came across Hope Chest. And what was so intriguing about Hope Chest was the, the concern and care about what mission and partnership would look like. It, it, our real concern always in any kind of mission endeavor is that we do not do more harm than good mm -hmm. um, in mission. And I think um, we're really sensitive to that. And our goal is not to produce, you know, provide just glorified uh, vacations, you know, for people, exotic trips um, and opportunities to take photos for their Instagram or whatever. Um, and at the same time, um, we're, we don't want to just paint a building or, or build a building that uh, is taking jobs away from the economy in that location. So how can we bring um, dignifying mm -hmm. um, work uh, and do, do things that are actually dignifying and build actual relationships with people? We're a very relational church. We believe that um, the work and connection and mission we do should be both enriching um, and uh, something that's helping and assisting what God is already doing there, as well as it should be enriching and connecting with us. So we should be growing as well. It should be a two-way uh, mm -hmm. enriching street. So Hope Chest, when we heard the vision and the process and the partnership model of Hope Chest uh, with kind of a one-to-one -one friendship model, partnership, mm -hmm. kind of sponsorship friendship model between a family and a child and their family between a community and a community um, and that kind of shared relationship and that those mission trips aren't even really called mission trips. They're partner visits and it, it just takes the pressure off having to go accomplish something, mm -hmm. but it's more about um, going and joining God and what he's doing and building those relationships and being there for the long haul together. Um, that was a huge step forward to say, okay, this organization understands that real change takes place not through just coming in and throwing some money at an issue, um, but it comes through relationships. It comes through sharing um, Jesus together and being brothers and sisters together. And uh, we just, we believed in the integrity of the organization, uh, meeting the leaders of the organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, being on the ground in Ethiopia, seeing what was happening there, the, the, the nationals that are working there on the ground, so impressed with what was going on there. Yeah, that whole thing was just we were just really impressed. So we're like, we feel like we can trust this and we want to we want to go all in. So it just aligned with our philosophy of ministry. 
Yeah, shout out to our Ethiopia staff for sure. You know, yeah. they do uh, incredible work. Um, yeah, you mentioned actually in, in, in the answer to that question, three of our core values. You talked about dignity. Yeah. You talked about relationship and this idea of two-way transformation. And then you talked about integrity. And, um, you know, those are three things that, that are values for us, you know, as an organization. And uh, I'm glad you highlighted those. Uh, let's narrow it down. Uh, you, you guys went on, you know, vision trips and, yep. and, and, and then you selected a care point. Our audience is familiar with care points and uh, they're all connected to different care points. Why did you choose? And tell us a little bit about the care point you chose. Yeah. Yeah. We were excited. Uh, we, we decided to choose a care point we visited Gerbe. It's uh, in rural uh, Ethiopia. We chose that care point because um, it had a little bit of financial support. Um, someone had generously donated some resources to kind of get it going, kind of give mm-hmm. it a head start mm-hmm. push, but there wasn't uh, any kind of relational uh, capital or connection started there. So they needed some relationship um, work there and some additional financial support. And um, they were hungry for that. Yeah. So there was a real desire for that. And they were kind of uh, just starting. And we saw it as a lot of work was needed. A lot of infrastructure was needed. And we wanted to be a part of something new. We wanted to be a part of something in the rural South. And that was just kind of where our, our passion and our heart was. Um, and so when we visited there, our hearts just kind of connected. We visited some different care points and by visiting there, we just, I don't know how to describe it, except to say that it just connected. It just felt like they were people of peace uh, to us and vice versa. Hopefully it just felt like a connection and felt like home away from home. So, um, so we connected with Shone Gerbe. The people are amazing. Um, and uh, just gave us a wonderful welcome, and uh, we've been able to make a connection with them since then. So it's been it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's a podcast full of shout outs, starting with uh, Matthew Stafford, then the Ethiopia staff, and now we'll shout out to to AD. Um, we we know who 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 that is that has been so supportive of Shone Gerbe uh, and kind of being a catalyst yes. to, to get that started. Yes, uh, for we, sure. We appreciate you so much, An Angel, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then you talk about that, you know, where it's a two way relationship. Uh, share a little bit about maybe some transformation that you've seen at the care point, but also a little bit of maybe a story about transformation that you've seen with, with a specific church members or just what it's meant for your church. Yeah, I think um, what we've seen uh, at the care point level, I had the opportunity to go this past um, October um, in 2021 and um, just to be able to visit kind of in the midst of, you know, Mm -hmm. COVID and everything and just do a quick visit, kind of make a reconnection. And in the midst of that, um, and kind of getting ready to do trips again and all that, to go there and see at the care point, the thing I've just been so impressed by are those um, income generating groups Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the pride and the impact being made with people 
starting their own businesses. Um, and the number of those groups and those little businesses that are starting and the income they're making and getting um, becoming self-sufficient um, at Shoney Gerbe is incredible. The percentages are, uh, are incredible. Just hearing yes. the stories of the impact being made there. I'm, I'm just blown away. Uh, they work incredibly hard. Um, and that's what I always say to people here. I'm just like, they just, they'd work anyone around here, you know, under the table. Yeah. Um, just phenomenal. And, uh, and what they do, how they support each other, uh, the care they do. So I think what's, ha- what we're seeing there is, um, we're just seeing some real transformation of people moving out of poverty from, you know, hand to mouth, you know, just day to day labor. I hope I can find a job today to, I have a plan. I have a, mm. an actual business. I'm actually able to save and I have a future and I'm able to now even pour that resource into my family or other people. So yeah. that's incredible in a short period of time, how fast that happens. Um, so that's been incredible. As far as the impact that's been made in our, in our church family, um, I think, you know, there's a number of people we had, we had some people go on a, on a trip. Um, and I, I think of someone, um, like Bob, uh, a guy who's a part of our church family. He's one of our elders and Bob went on our first kind of team trip, uh, to Shona. He's, he's a teacher, he's a science teacher. And uh, Bob, they've they've have a, a hope chest friend uh, uh, through sponsorship, and uh, and he was able to go there and be a part of that. And in a part of that trip, he was able to use his gifts as a teacher to do some teaching on you know waterborne disease. Uh, brought some a microscope, got to do some teaching on you know malaria and mosquito. He acted out mosquitoes and all this. The kids <laughs> loved him. But I think what really came alive for him is he was able to use his, his gifts here in a way on a, on a trip like that, a partner visit that he had never able been, been able to do before. He had been on some different trips before, but this was different. He was able to use the gifts God gave him and, and use them there in that setting um, and felt like he just was just so full of joy and transformation from that experience. Uh, it was just exciting to watch. And his heart was just so full from that. I could just, uh, that trip just really um, moved him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and anyone who's, who's been a part of that um, has, uh, has just been moved by that, and just the love. And there, we had a community day there and all the people who learned how to make injera and connect with all that, com- the community on that day were just all so moved by the love, by the support, by the encouragement. So I think it just was a, a sense of we are not alone. We are a part of a bigger community. And this past this past year, this past kind of December going into 2022 here, um, we did kind of a year-end giving push for a special project. And our church just came out and blessed the socks off of generously giving to make a project and then some happen. And it's because they feel a personal connection yeah. with that care point. So it's just, it's beautiful. That's fantastic. Great stories. Shout out to Bob. Way to go. Way yeah, to they call him Mosquito Bob. Mos- <laughs> Mosquito Bob. That's yeah. fantastic. 
Well, how about let's make it more personal? Um, maybe what's a, a, a relationship that you've built uh, either with our Ethiopia staff or at the care point. And I know it's tough to narrow it down to, to just one or maybe a child that uh, that you're in a sponsorship relationship or maybe it's just someone on the street that stands out um, that you met and had a memorable interaction. But uh, tell us about a personal relationship that you have in Ethiopia at the care point. Yeah, well, I, you know, I had been a part of the vision trip and then I uh, was not able to be a part of the first tr like big trip together. Um, and that, so I had never been able to meet uh, the child that selected us. We were a part of a friendship model. So mm -hmm. our, our one church, of our first ones. Yeah. We yep. were the first, I think one of the first churches that did that. Yep. So a, a child selected our family. So we tried to take the best photo we could take. And so I thought, <laughs> sorry for that kid, but uh, so we were selected by Teddy uh, and Teddy selected us. So when I went back this, uh, October, uh, 2021 here, I, um, I was eager to meet Teddy and would he recognize me from that one photo and all that. And I walked up and it was a huge group of kids and, um, greeting my father and I, we were both there in this massive group of people just to greet the two of us. It just felt overwhelming. And I just was feeling embarrassed by the welcome. And, um, and there I spotted Teddy, I could tell it was him by the picture. And he kind of ran right up to me and knew who I was. Mm -hmm. And, um, and just kind of hung on to me. And then um, I got to connect with him a number of times. And the most meaningful moment was when I got to meet uh, his father as well. And I found out that uh, his, his father's mother, Teddy's grandmother, had passed away recently, and it was really hard for the family. And I had a moment out in front of the church um, with Teddy and his father, and I just said, you know, can I just pray with you? And they said, yeah. And so myself, Teddy, his dad, and the interpreter there, we just spent some time praying together. And um, that was just a real meaningful moment together. They And I, I was able to actually preach at the church the Sunday and Teddy was in the front row and smiling at me the whole time. And first of all, those kids can sit through a long service. Oh my word. My kids could learn something, <laughs> you know, but uh, in any case, but it was just, that was just such a beautiful connection uh, to make where the, the child just leaps off the photo from our fridge and it is right there in front of you. And, and my hope and prayer is we leap off the photo that's somewhere in his house and we're right there. And to go back, hopefully again and again, uh, or write that little note, the importance of writing those little notes or making those connections that we're real people and we care. I think that's, that makes a difference. So that's been the real impact, I think for me and the staff there, Tecatel, uh, Tess, Tess Fai and, and Tess Foon are just, I call them the T-boys. T-boys, shout they, out. They, they lead all that. They're, they're tremendous and uh, just so thankful for them. Just a remarkable story. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing that. Very, very touching. Let's finish up today, maybe just with a word of encouragement uh, to some people that may listen to the podcast whose churches aren't currently engaged or those that have been engaged for, for a long time. 
you know, why do you think it's important for churches to be, you know, connected to organizations like Hope Chest? I think it's important because I think we need, um, we need help. Uh, I think we all have the best intentions to do stuff. I know for me, I lack at times intentionality. I've got a lot of great ideas. I've got a lot of visions and dreams. And sometimes I just need the help of following through and making something happen. Sometimes those are just logistical things that just drive me nuts. Hmm. Hope Chest provides a uh, careful, um, like well thought out um, and uh, effective plan to make a um, kingdom impact and enables me to be in a relationship with another community something that I want to do, uh, something I've talked about for a while. And even though I would love to just be able to be a lone ranger and say, I'm going to do that, develop that myself. Why would I, when someone's already put something together and can make that connection for me um, and can handle so many details. And so I can focus on relationships. Um, and so that's what I've learned that Hope Chest helps take care of all the other things so I can focus on relationships, casting vision, and do what only I can do as a church mm -hmm. and as a leader. Um, Hope Chest is just that facilitator, and uh, they're helping serve us. So instead of me hiring another position or finding a bunch of volunteers from our church to do it, why not have them focus on investing in the, in the kids in the care point or investing in a trip or something else? let Hope Chest take care of that and make those connections. So um, I think it actually gets us moving. And being a part of a, a, a Hope Chest um, care point, I think is massive because for us, at least, being able to envision yourself as a missionary here locally, one of the best ways to do that is to be a part of a mission, be a missionary globally. My wife and I did not see ourselves as missionaries locally until we went and became missionaries in Australia. Now, I know we weren't necessarily suffering for Jesus on the beaches of Australia, but uh, it was a very discouraging place in many ways. Uh, people aren't exactly encouragers there, uh, but that just means they like you if they, they make fun of you there. But, uh, but it, there were, it, was, it was lonely at times. Internet just gives you an idea how old I am. But, uh, but by being there as missionaries, when we came back to the United States, we realized, what's the difference? We are missionaries here, too. I think by sending people from our churches, by investing uh, time, resources, relationships, um, prayer here and abroad, um, it helps us be more missional uh, locally. So I think it's a great investment. And I would just encourage any leader. Uh, if, if you're a senior leader in your church, to not make this a side ministry Sunday thing. If you have like, uh, hey, don't make this just a one Sunday announcement thing that you highlight. Don't make this a table in the lobby. Um, make this a main focus for a Sunday. Uh, put a spotlight on it uh, because it's that meaningful and important. I mean, this is about God's kingdom. Um, and this is about the heart of God. 
And this is about life transformation, not just abroad, but for, for your whole church family. And so um, it gets our people moving. So uh, I encourage you to, to put that focus. So, Wow. Well said. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you so much, Steve. And thank you for listening to this episode of Children's Hope Chests, Build Relationships, Break Poverty. You can follow Hope Chest on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Thank you.